imagine for a second that I pulled up in front of your church and donated to you $25,000 that you could use at your church for the next year. What would you do with that? How about if I gave you seventy-five dollars to $125,000 for the next year? Imagine what you would do if you had that every year and what you could do at your church, what you could change, what spiritual climate in your community you could create, and what you would do or could do with your pastoral staff. Would you hire one, two, or maybe even three new pastoral staff members to help you carry the load of ministry and give you some extra time? And what would you do with that time? Would you spend more time with your kids? Would you spend time in your hobbies? Would you maybe take that vacation that you've always wanted to take, knowing the, full, the, full, the whole time you're on that vacation that you have a, a strong pastoral staff back at church, carrying everything for you, serving people, and growing your church while you're on vacation? Can you imagine that? Well, today, I'm going to make a large donation to your church and show you how you can have at least $25,000 a year and maybe even up to $125,000 a year if you just did a few simple things. Let's get started. So the big question is this, how do pastors like us who remain focused on the mission of Jesus and serving our communities without being distracted by everything in the world around us, how do we increase our effectiveness while living a lifestyle that doesn't compromise our health our families, or our personal relationships with Jesus? That's the question this podcast is going to answer. I'm Dr. Brandon Party Cooper, and welcome to the Ministry Hackers Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the podcast. Hope you're doing well. It's Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. And uh, my name is Dr. Brandon Party Cooper. I'm the founder here at Ministry Hackers. And if you're new with us, welcome to the podcast. Uh, do you ever have days where you are trying desperately to get your work done. Uh, if you're a lead pastor, do you ever have days where you're sitting in your office and you have a whole list of things that need done, but you keep getting the knock on the door or you keep getting the phone call or somebody drops by because they wanna have a meeting with you and the day goes on and on and on and you get to five o'clock and you know that it's time to go be with your family, you know it's time for dinner, uh, but you still have those things that you haven't quite gotten done. And so you're faced with this tension of, do I go home and spend time with my family? Do I stay here and finish my work? Or do I go home, eat real quick, and then come back to the office and spend the evening finishing everything up? If you're a pastor, especially if you're a lead pastor, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And fighting this tension between these two things. And that tension is exactly what our challenge next week is designed to help you with. We are going to launch our first Ministry Hackers Challenge next Monday, May 3rd, at 1 o'clock Central Time. And our focus is to help you as a lead pastor to skyrocket your pastoral staff's productivity so that you can pastor a growing church and spend more time with your family. That's the whole goal of what we're talking about next week. It's a free challenge. So if you're a lead pastor, uh, there's no reason not to be a part of it. It's free. All you have to do, do is go to ministryhackers.com challenge to join uh, with pastors from all over the country who are, who are going to learn how to in particular, use the Strengths Finder assessment to increase or skyrocket their pastoral staff's productivity. And we do that, we want to do that because we want to give you, the lead pastor, more time with your family and the security and the confidence that you have a growing church, even though you're spending time with your family. Um, that's ideal. And so next week, we're going to go live every day for five days. We're going to give you exactly the steps that you need to take 
in order to skyrocket your pastoral staff's productivity uh, so that you can spend time with your family and pastor a growing church. So super excited. We're only just a few days away. So time is running out to sign up for it. So make sure you go to ministryhackers.com slash challenge, sign up, be a part of the Ministry Hackers, the first Ministry Hackers Challenge, and uh, join us. Join us and pastors all over the country. So I want to welcome to the podcast our very own Dr. Jason Baca. Welcome, Jason. Hey, hey, how's it going, man? It's going well. Just living the dream on a Wednesday. We're color coordinated. Uh, color coordinated again. We're we've got the blue family yeah. going on. <laughs> I've actually realized we've done a lot of blues in these last couple of weeks. So. That's true. If I'm being honest, most of my wardrobe is like blue and black. So <laughs> if you wear blue or yeah. black, sooner or later we're gonna match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My wife looked at my closet today and she's like, "I think we need to get you something other than blue." I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> it's a good color. It's a strong color. Superman's it color. It's good. Yeah, exactly. You can't go wrong with Superman. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so so as we've been talking about, we're getting ready to go into this challenge next week. Yep. Um, and so what I decided we should do today is kind of shift gears from, you know, some of the content we've been talking about over the last few weeks and shift into kind of the, the preliminary content that's going to lead into the challenge. Because... I realize not everybody is going to be able to be a part of the challenge next week. And there's some valuable information that I think everybody needs to have, even if they're not in the challenge. And so today we're going to kind of start that, what maybe you're that on-ramp into the challenge so that um, those who are going to be in the challenge next week have some background information so we can make the challenge as, uh, as impactful as possible coming into next week. So today we're talking about money. And as you kind of alluded to yesterday, this isn't everybody's favorite topic. Um, talking about money. And so we're going to kind of dive into that not so favorite topic. And we're going to talk about the value of a productive staff culture and how that can impact really the bottom line of your church's, um, of your, church's, your church's budget. And so it was interesting as I was looking and researching for this, uh, it was interesting to find out that on average, most employees are interrupted 56 times a day. Oof. Now, do you feel like that's true as you know, you've been in ministry 56 yeah. times that feels all right? Yeah. I would say yeah, and it I mean I guess it depends too on uh, one of our whole points here is like you have to create a culture of productivity. So, if you have created a culture of productivity, that number hopefully would be less. But yes, absolutely uh being on staff at church like, you know, in in cultures that really are just like everyone knocking at your door, you know, so-and-so pops in, drops in. Uh, yeah, I would say absolutely, definitely. And and that's just inter like external interruptions. That's not like yeah. my own phone going off or my own emails coming in that are distracting me from doing what I'm trying to do. So 56 to me actually kind of feels like a small number. <laughs> so the workplace training company, they did, a, they did some research and they found that um, time lost due to interruptions for most employees is right around 40 to 60 percent of the most productive time during the day so if we translate right. that into hours that's three to five hours a day that your pastoral staff is spending in interruptions and not being productive which to me is kind of crazy because i think about most most pastoral staff members they'll spend anywhere between i would say seven to nine hours office hours a day so like that's almost if not more than half of the day is spent in interruptions and then if we translate right. that if we translate that into hours or i'm sorry we translate the three to five hours into dollars that's 
$14,800 to $24,700 of an annual salary. And that's a $40,000 annual salary. That's between $14,000 and $24,000, almost $25,000 a year that's wasted just on interruptions alone. Wow. Like to me, that's crazy. So and, <laughs> yeah. and I feel like 40,000 a year for a pastoral staff member, you know, is, is, you know, probably pretty close to the starting salary these days of, you know, even your youth pastors or kids pastors or whatever. So like $40,000 is not a high salary. Mm-hmm. So most of the pastoral staff members out there are right hovering right around 40,000. And yeah. so if you're a lead pastor, like you're losing anywhere between 14,000 and 25,000. And then when you multiply that by how many staff members, so going back to the church that you had talked, you've talked about before, how many staff members, pastoral staff members were on the large church you were a part of? Uh, the one that was like 10 to 15,000 uh, congregants. Uh, pff, wow. Yeah. Uh, well, right? keep in mind there were multiple campuses and each yeah. campus had their own, I mean, if I had, I worked at like the main, main campus and there were at least uh, 30 or 40 full-time employees. Like if you're counting everyone from like the maintenance crew to the front front desk people to, yeah, all of the pe- the staff and, and pastoral staff and yeah, all the admin. If you add everybody up, I would say, you know, I, w- I was part of the technical team, the worship and the video team and the, all that kind of stuff, creative stuff. So yeah, 30 to 40, at least just for the main campus. So maybe 50 or 60, once you start throwing in all the other campuses. Right. So then you take 25,000 times 50. Mm-hmm. And that's what your, <laughs> yeah. your church budget is essentially throwing that down the drain. Like you're wasting that money. Yeah. And, and the big question is, because I get it, like a lot of, you know, especially lead pastors, you know, a lot of them are, you know, high charismatic you know, 30,000 foot big vision. And so when you start talking about productivity, you know, they start thinking of systems and tools and, you know, all of these structures and everything built in the back end. And, and you know, that's just not their world. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when you start breaking that down into dollars and you say, okay, lead pastor, you know, pastor Joe, you know, you're responsible for our overall budget. And at this point we're losing $25,000 times X amount of pastoral staff members we're losing that much money every year because we don't have a productive culture. Um, yeah, and the and that, pain the pain really is that it's wasted money. It's not it like is. it's not like an opportunity cost, right? Where we could be like getting to $25,000 more. You already have that $25,000 and it's going down the drain, right? And yeah. and again as as we try to be like as humble and transparent and honest in these podcasts as we can. I'm sure that I've wasted a ton of hours like, you know, mm-hmm. being on staff at church. And so like when I oh. hear numbers like three to five hours a day, like you said, like that to me is just like crazy. Like it's literally half the day on, on some days. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the thing that that's just wasted on meandering, uh, d- being distracted, you know, I don't think it's anyone kicking their feet up and being lazy, but they're, no. it's something that's come across somebody's desk, so to speak that has diverted their attention and focus from the job that they're supposed to do, the focus that they're supposed to have, the productivity they're supposed to be doing to something else. And so, yeah, when I think about my experiences in churches, it's like, yeah, especially if there's no real strong culture of productivity, that, yeah, I can see how easily three to five hours could be wasted with distractions and other things. N- not to mention, those, like I said, those those internal things where 
it's two thirty in the afternoon. I'm kind of burnt out. Like I'm, I'm going to make my way to the kitchen, get one last cup of coffee, like my afternoon coffee. And on my way there, I might stop at so-and-so's office, see how they're doing, you know, like, <laughs> so there's yeah, going to be all of that. All of that's wrapped up in that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, and I think that's the hard part because the reality is with ministry, ministry is all, it's surrounded by working with people. So whether you're working with, you know, as a lead pastor, if you're working with your staff members or maybe your office staff or your congregation or your board, like everything is surrounded by people. Everything you do is people, 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 and right. people are all, they are full of, of, of interruptions and, and issues that they need you to deal with and like all those things. And so there's a certain degree of like, that's just how ministry is. But at the same time, like it doesn't necessarily always have to be. And I think when you look at churches, you know, and you've been in a, a part of enough churches, you can kind of feel out like some churches are highly productive and also very relational while other churches are highly unproductive and maybe equally as relational. And so you, you can productivity and relationship don't, they don't have to fight each other. Right. You can create a culture of productivity that does both. Um, and, and I think that's really what the numbers you're getting to, because one of the biggest complaints in ministry is we just don't have enough pastoral staff. Like we don't have enough people, um, you know, to, to carry the load. And so as a lead pastor, I have to do this, 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 and this, and, you know, that's not really something I should be doing, but we don't have anybody else to do it. And so I'm, I'm having to do that. And kind of the point that we're trying to make here, especially as we lead into the challenge next week, um, the point that we're trying to make is, is if I, as the lead pastor will invest the time and the energy into creating a highly productive culture, well, then all of that extra on me could be funneled to a new staff member that we now can pay because right. we're not wasting time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So here's, I have one more thought I'd like to share, but here's like the, in, the uh, internal pushback I can feel, right? Because I have, I always, every time I make a statement, I always hear like the 15 voices like that would like contradict yeah. everything I'm thinking. So, so here's the pushback and, and I'll pitch it right back to you so you can kind of help, help us resolve this. The pushback being because you just mentioned like it's so people focused, ministry is about people. The push, the pushback can be like, well, you know, God is not concerned with just all the numbers or monetizing a human being. And, right. you know, I'm not trying to run a military here where people like don't get to talk and they don't get to have fun and they don't get to, you know, like the, the, everybody's uptight and strict all the time and we're punching the clock. And so, like, I think to your point, some people think that the antithesis of like a a unproductive culture is some like strict military nobody's happy everybody's grumpy and we're just a bunch of robots that do our work so what would you say to the that that knee-jerk kind of like internal discomfort that a pastor is feeling right now listening to this going like yeah okay that does kind of kind of hit me in the gut that that number twenty five thousand dollars per person of our church's money being wasted down the drain but I mean, I don't want to run a church that's like a military operation. So what would you say to that as far as how you how, how can you have your cake and eat it, too, with we're highly relational, but we get our work done? Right. Well, I think part of it is we have to shift our mindset to productivity because kind of to what you're alluding to. When we think of highly productive, we translate that into highly driven and not every one of us, especially as lead pastors like we're. We're not necessarily built that way. We're not built to be in this, you know, high producing CEO, 
you know, version of church ministry. And in fact, some of us, we, we don't even want that. Like that's not even invite inviting to us. If that was ministry, we wouldn't be in it. We would hmm. go do business somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. And so, so, so part of it is we have to, we have to separate high productivity from high driven. And, and part of that is because a lot of times as leaders, we think in order to have a highly, highly productive culture, we have to be this driving leader that pushes, 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 pushes. Right. So that people will produce. And that's but what I think people are is, trying to avoid. They don't want to become some tyrant in the office, no. just like cracking the whip, making people work and creating an unfavorable workspace. Right. No. And I think in ministry, I don't think that that does work. But you can have a culture that values high productivity and even going to what we're talking about with interruptions that minimizes the, the number of interruptions because they're focused on being productive without being this tyrant you know, this positional driver that pushes everybody. And that's even as we get into the, um, as we get into the challenge next week, we're going to talk about specifically how to create a highly productive culture without being that tyrant. Right. Um, because none of us want to be, you know, we all go into ministry to serve and love people. And so then it feels kind of counter to our nature to then like drive our, our staff into productivity. Now the reality is, and you know, I'm sure many of us, are familiar and have lived out ministry situations where we work for that person, where they do, they drive us and they, you know, they have no patience for, you know, <laughs> wasted time. They have no patience for mistakes, you know, and that's just not an environment that you want to be a part of long-term. And so, yeah, I think that's the thing we have to, we have to separate out high productivity from highly driven um, yeah. because those two things aren't necessarily synonymous. They, they, they can go together, but yeah. you can be highly producing without being highly driven. So and another side of that, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say the other side of that is is we are stewards of the budget we've been given, and so if we right. want increased budget, then we have to figure out a way to maximize that budget. And if we're losing twenty five thousand dollars a year per pastoral staff member, there's a real question of okay, my lack of creating a productive culture, am I really being a good steward of the budget that's been entrusted to me? Yeah. So another pushback I can feel is as pastors not wanting you know people to feel like robots or cogs in a wheel uh you know there can be a struggle with like attributing dollar amounts to a person's productivity within the church right it's like i can feel the the natural reaction like well i don't want to treat people like a commodity right like right. they're just mm -hmm. they're just there to serve a purpose or to perform a certain task or something like that like these are real people and they have families and they have needs and you don't understand like they love jesus and so like i i can feel like well i just don't want to be that kind of a church that is right. just so caught up with numbers that we treat people like a commodity so i think you're already starting to, to hit on that a little bit but what would you say to that pastor that's that's like okay but i don't even want to think this way Brandon, I don't, I don't want to think in terms of how much money is this person costing the church per hour? Like, I don't want to treat people that way. What would you say? Well, the blunt part of me would say, if you want <laughs> to pay people, if you want to pay people to do ministry, then you need to hold them accountable to the pay that you're giving. Hmm. And, and maybe the a little bit more of a gracious way to approach that is like, okay, we'll, we'll pick on youth pastors. I was, I was a really bad youth pastor. So I'm going <laughs> to pick on youth pastors for a minute. So let's say as a lead pastor, you hire a youth pastor. And let's just say with our numbers, let's just say you hire a youth pastor at $40,000 a year. Well, all of his time, every bit of his time needs to be translated into people coming to his services, 
people coming to his events, like somehow drawing people into the church. So let's say it takes five hours to create a great event um, so that, you know, 10 more people will come to the church. But the problem is, is because he's wasting so much time every day, it takes him five days to plan an event that should only take him five hours to do. Well, then you start getting into like how many more people could be coming to the youth group? How many more people could he be reaching on social media? How many other, you know, games or recitals or whatever could he go to, to, to connect with students? How many, how many, how many more times could he touch base with parents to make them feel comfortable with their kids coming? Like how many more things could he be doing in that wasted time that creates a stronger youth culture that reaches more students and ultimately brings more students into relation with Jesus? Because I get like, yes, you're right. We don't want to commoditize our staff. And honestly, going back to what we talked about last week about having a family atmosphere, mm-hmm. like commoditizing them is not creating a family atmosphere. Right. But there is there is a, a, an element to like you're paying them a certain amount of money every year to, you know, to do their portion of the ministry of the church. And as a steward of that, you also need to hold them accountable to what you're expecting them to do and how they're using that time. Otherwise, not only are you not stewarding that money well, but you're also not really doing them any services because you're allowing them to waste time and not be more kingdom minded in what they're doing. Yeah. So what's great is in the challenge, you know, we're going to show you exactly how to create this culture of productivity so that you won't be wasting twenty five thousand dollars per person of your church's budget in unproductive, you know, interruptions on every, of every single staff member. So we're going to cover all that in detail, how to do that without being a systems guy or a tyrant. Uh, but for me, like really what this comes down to is we're talking about like optimizing time that is already being spent, but only keeping it more focused to be more productive. So for me, it's like the pushback of, well, I don't want to run a military operation or I don't want to commoditize people. I get all that. Or or even if you disagree and, and you say something like, well, uh, I'm not sure that, you know, what we're paying everybody for is for them to bring more people into the church on a service. Like, even if you don't like you're not down with that, you you see differently on that. Whatever. That's not what we're doing exactly. But th- regardless of all of that, the whole idea is you're still spending the, the church's money either way. This person's getting a paycheck either way, and they're still showing up to work every day and spending those three to five hours of potential wasted time there at the church. Yeah. So right. it's like even if you 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 have take issue with all of the other things, I can't but help just feel on a purely logical level. It's like we're spending this money anyway, <laughs> and this person right. is here to work anyway. Why not leverage our time and create a culture of productivity to get the most out of that? Because it, yeah. you know what I mean? It's going to happen either way. The, the checks are getting cut every two weeks either way. The person is showing up for work at 8 or 9 a.m., whatever, every day. Like, why not maximize our time together? Why not maximize the money that God is bringing into our church? Like, why not optimize and maximize all of these things to be the most productive? And little cherry on top, when you create a culture of productivity and everybody's time stops getting wasted, they're actually much happier. They don't yeah. feel like they're in a military operation. They feel like, right. thank God I got my work done. Thank God like I didn't get interrupted a million times. Thank God like I'm looking up at the clock. It's 3.30. Usually I go home at 5 and I'm thinking to myself, I actually got all my work done and I'm not really sure what to do with the rest of my Thursday afternoon, right? Because like, like you know, the people are so much happier. So for the pastor out there who's worried about creating a military culture or commoditizing people, 
if anything, by creating a culture of productivity, which again, we're going to show you exactly how to do that in the challenge. By doing that, you're not only maximizing the church's budget and you stop wasting money, you're not only maximizing your leaders and all of their potential that God has given them, their gifts and talents, you're creating actually a culture where everyone's way happier and there's way less stress in the entire thing. And imagine this, what a culture of productivity might bring you is actual more productivity. Like (laughs) that's the fourth big benefit to all of this is things actually get done. And, and it's yeah. no problem, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Any final well, thoughts and, before we get wrapped up? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like the reason we create a culture of productivity is for exactly everything that you're saying, Jason. I think that, you know, we go into ministry because we want to love people, we want to serve people, and ultimately we want to bring them into a relationship with Jesus. But the problem is, and, and this goes from the lead pastor all the way down and across the church, if money is a stressor, then it takes our focus away from ministry and on to maintaining whatever budgetary responsibilities we have. And when we're wasting time, then there's always this question of like, should we be doing more? Should we be having more? Should we be creating more? Should we, you know, whatever. But when we create a culture of productivity, then all of those things kind of fall in line. Things like innovation and things like creative, you know, events and like all of those things start to go up, like you said, because the stress level goes down. Right. We're not worried about money as much. We're worried about really doing ministry and reaching people and, and, and touching lives and bringing them into a relationship with Jesus. And so, yes, like we're talking about money because it's the pain point that we have to face, mm-hmm. but that's not the point of what we're doing. The point of what we're doing is we want lead pastors in particular to have growing churches and have time with their family and creating a productive, a, a, a culture of productivity allows that to happen because Everything goes up, including your freedom, including your time with your family, including, you know, your time to do hobbies. Like all of that goes up when you create that culture of productivity. So it's it's a worthwhile endeavor, even if we're not talking about the money. But the money really makes us feel a lot more. Yeah. If I I mean, this was probably a crude example, but I can't help but think it. Like, imagine there's $100,000, like, just like you started off the podcast with, like, I'm going to give you $100,000, right? And so, you're, you, Pastor, you have two choices. Either, number one, I can take this $100,000 and hire two more people and add them to your two more highly productive people because you've created a highly productive culture and add them to your pastoral staff like today, or I can take the $100,000 and flush it down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of what we're talking about here. On average, right. a staff of five people getting paid on average $40,000 a year, anywhere from 15 to $25,000 a year being wasted. I mean, we're talking yeah. about a little or somewhere around 100 grand on average, right? So it's like um, 100 grand at $40,000 per salary or let's just say 50 for round numbers. That's two more highly productive people on your staff or yeah. Just flush it down the toilet. And the beauty is what we're talking about here is that most churches already have the money. They just, yeah. we just need to figure out a way to create a highly productive culture so that that money is not being wasted and stuff gets done, right? You can actually maybe even hire some more people. Imagine that. So yeah. that's a perfect segue into our, our challenge. Will you tell us about the challenge one more time happening next Monday, May 3rd? Yeah. So the little nugget that we're going to talk about in the challenge is that you're already good at this. You're right. as a lead pastor, you're already equipped and you're already capable of creating a highly productive 
staff and a highly productive staff culture. And so, um, so that's what we're going to do next week. So, so we're, what we're really focusing in on next week is helping you do something you're already naturally good at, but helping you uh, focus it and how in, in creating uh, a highly productive staff so that you can spend more time with your family and have a growing church. So we want to invite you May 3rd. It's in what, four days, five days from now, we're going to launch one o'clock central time every day. Um, we're going to go live and we're going to teach you step-by-step step how to skyrocket your pastoral staff's productivity. Um, we, it's completely free. So there's no reason not to be a part of it. And hopefully the idea is, is as we go through it, you're going to realize this is actually a lot easier than it feels like it is. Right. We're going to take all the guesswork out. We're going to give you exactly what you're need, going to need to skyrocket your pastoral staff's productivity. And in the end, the goal is to help you have a growing church and have time with your family, have time in your hobbies, go on vacations, do all the things that you need to do to take care of you as a lead pastor. Um, and so Jason and I, we just felt like this was so important. And especially coming off of 2020 and the pastoral climate that many of us are serving in, you as a, as a lead pastor, you need some space, some mental space, some emotional space, and we want to give that to you. So it's free. Come to us. Go to ministryhackers.com challenge. Sign up. Just put your name, your email. Sign up for it. Monday, we go live at 1 o'clock Central, and we're going to walk you step-by-step step for five days through how to exactly how to skyrocket your pastoral staff's productivity so that you can have more time, time with your family, and grow your church. Amen, man. I can't wait to get started. And it, it, just the benefits keep on piling up, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Like, we haven't even talked about the money side of things until today. And so it's right. like highly productive culture, growing church, people happier, people getting stuff done. You're at home with your family more. Your staff is home, at home with their family more. Like the church is like healthy and bustling. And on top of that, like potentially saving hundreds of thousands of dollars yes. over the next few years moving forward in ministry by creating a highly productive culture. So for me, it's just yeah. the 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 bonuses of joining just keep stacking and stacking and stacking. So it's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, don't delay. Ministryhackers.com slash challenge. Get signed up and join us next Monday, May the 3rd. Okay, so tomorrow we're going to keep on this on-ramp going into uh, the challenge for next week. And we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about culture. So, so leadership guru Peter Drucker, he says that culture eats strategy for breakfast. Hmm. And really what he's getting at, all of us understand how to you know, create a strategy, a ministry strategy, how to reach our community strategy. But at the end of the day, all of that is wasted and lost if you don't put in the time to create a culture. Now, here's the here's the difficult part. As a lead pastor, you have a culture in your church. So it's a question of, is it are you creating that on purpose or is it just kind of creating itself? And if it's creating itself, then most likely it's out of alignment with your mission. It's out of alignment with what you believe God is calling you as a church to do. And so tomorrow, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the value of being the cultural architect and creating culture within your church and creating a culture that is focused on the mission of God, focused on reaching your community and focused on changing the world rather than just a culture that just hangs out and comes and sits in the pews on Sunday mornings and, you know, doesn't really do a whole lot else. And so, so that's what we're going to do tomorrow. We're going to give you uh, some o overview of how that looks, the importance of culture and again, we're going to keep rising up into the challenge coming on Monday. So, so tomorrow we're going to dive into that. So join us one o'clock uh, central time live me and Jason, the two doctors, 
Uh, we're going to dive into culture and uh, and help you to become the cultural architect you've been called to be at your church. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. I uh, hope you all have an awesome rest of the day, and we'll see you tomorrow in the next episode. See you guys tomorrow.